the gospel is Christ in me, Christ in me. Today, let's see what the Bible has to say about the women. Because most often, as a pastor, I come across this question that many girls ask me, Pastor, is it that God loves me as he loves men? Is it that God loves me in, and wants to see me in leadership as he wants men in the leadership? Very often I have got this question. They ask me, can a woman preach? There are so many misconceptions about this statement what I made. Today I want to clarify all your doubts that enemy has put in your mind. So when you go out today, this is going to be real women empowerment message. Amen. Real women empowerment happens in the church. Amen. Not in the world. It happens from the word of God, not through any other good news or any other news or the media that proclaims. Amen. So what is that the Bible has to say about all these things? Why time and time again women are oppressed, women are most often in many nations treated as second class citizens. They are not given a leadership position, they are always made to shut down, not to speak, they are not given equal rights, they are treated very badly. You might have seen in denominations, in societies, in countries, you know, though we are in 21st century, in 21st century there is so much opposition that women should not preach, women should not baptize a man, women should not serve the Holy Communion and women should not ordain a marriage. Even today in 21st century, why this all happens and when did this all began? For us to go back to the beginning, always we have to go back to Genesis. Amen? So when you go to Genesis, we get all the answers from the beginning. Amen? So when the fall of man happened, when God told Adam and Eve not to eat the fruit, and when Eve was deceived by Satan, and when she ate the fruit, the curse fell upon all the three of them. And at that time, God pronounced a powerful promise. Genesis chapter 3 verse number 15. He said, I will put enmity between women and you. That you is God is talking about Satan. Let me read that scripture and then explain it to you. Look at that. Genesis 3.15. And I will put enmity between you and the women. And between your seed. Can you see that? It is small s. And her seed. Can you see that? It is capital S. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So God pronounced this prophecy. Amen. Everything in your life, my dear friend, it begins with a prophecy. Amen. God has pronounced this already. Now what do you prophesy about yourself? Amen. So you have to prophesy. All the women and ladies, hear me. You must prophesy. Daddy loves daughters. Amen. You have to get this in your head. Daddy loves daughters. When this promise began, when this powerful prophecy God's word, mouth had uttered, from that day onwards, devil was very afraid of women. 
because the enmity had began between Satan and women. From then on, devil started to oppress them. Devil started to keep them under many religious myths, which was not the word of the Lord. Many religious lies came into picture to keep women silent, to keep them down, not raise them up to leadership, not allow them to come into teachings of God's word. And they were always treated as second class citizens because the devil, the spirit was behind it. The spirit behind it was Satan because he was very afraid. The enmity between women and Satan had began in Genesis because Satan knows that God has prophesied something very powerful through a woman. He has said that her seed is going to crush your head. So devil is so afraid and he was so angry because devil knows no word of the Lord will ever return back void. He knows it very well. He was so afraid that the seed is going to crush his head and he was so angry. And whom to show the anger? On the women. <laughs> because God said through the women, the seed, it's addressing Jesus, capital S-E-E-D. It's talking about Jesus coming forth. So he was so angry and he kept tormenting them, keeping them down, trying to cause all kind of atrocities against them, abuse, all kind of trauma, all kind of communities coming against, and he raised men to come against them. It was never the plan of God. It was never the heart of God. It was devil who was very angry and very afraid of women. But then God was not against women. God always equally treated both men and women. God wanted to give equal inheritance. God always saw women as equal as man because God is a spirit. And when God created Adam, he created out of his spirit, out of the image of God, Adam came forth. And in Adam, women was there. In Adam, women was there. Because when God wanted to create women, what he did? He put Adam to deep sleep and out of his rib, he took out the women. So that means initially when God created Adam, both man and women were inside of Adam. That means God is both man and woman. God has both fatherly nature and nurturing, na nurturing nature of women. Because the Bible says God is the father, our heavenly father. And the same Bible says God is El Shaddai. That means God has the breast to feed the milk. Why is the Bible saying God is El Shaddai, the breasted one? And the Bible is telling God is the father. Can you see the picture? When Jesus comes and cries out in Jerusalem, he says like a mother hen crying out to gather the cheeks under her. I am crying. So he's referring himself to the picture of a mother. So we understand from this very clearly, God has both of them in him. And when God created Adam, they both were one. And now God takes out women out of it. And now God has pronounced this because God wants to use women to crush the head of Satan. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. So amazing and so loving our God is. Amen. So God used her seed to crush his head. Now, devil saw all this. He saw his love for the daughter. And he was even more angry. He was even more ups upset. 
and he started to torment from then on. The entire Old Testament, it was before the redemption, before Jesus could come and there was so much mess, so much chaos, people were unaware, they were not aware of what is right and what is wrong. That is the reason God had to give them law because the law was consciousness of sin. They didn't know that anything was sin, anything was wrong. People were not aware that we, that we can give equal rights, equal importance to women. But throughout the Old Testament also, we see that God spoke through women. God used mighty Deborah to be a warrior, which you all know. God has used amazing women like Rahab, like Ruth, amazing women in the Old Testament. And the story that I want to read today is about King Josiah when, when the book of the law was lost in his kingdom, when he was afraid and terrified what is going to happen to his future, his kingdom. He said, God, I want to know the truth. I want to inquire about the future. Because I want to inquire about the future, whom shall I go and inquire with? So he sends king's soldiers. King's men go searching for a woman. They go and search a prophetess. Hulda, in Old Testament, they go and search a woman to inquire what the Lord has to say to a king. Are you able to understand? What the Lord had to say to a king, he sends the soldiers to a woman's house. I want you to read that portion. So Hilkiah and those the king had appointed went to Hulda, the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tokhat, the son of Hasrat, keeper of the wardrobe. So the king's appointed men, the king had appointed them to go where? To Hulda. For what he asked them to go? He asked them to go to inquire of the Lord. You can read the entire, entire context in your personal Bible study. To inquire of the Lord what the Lord has to say about the future of his kingdom. Amen. So God spoke through Hulda. Amen. See, God spoke through Hulda. That means what? That means God is willing to speak through any postman who is willing to deliver the correct message. Amen. Glory to God. So it's not that God is wanting to speak only through a man. So God spoke even through a woman. So why there are very few prophetess in Old Testament. There are very few prophetess in Old Testament because I told you there was so much of oppression that the women were not aware that daddy God loves them. They were not aware that they were given equal position. So they would always backstep. They would always be at home taking care of the children. They would not get into any ministerial role, not get into any leadership position because they always thought that God did not love them. But the people, but the women who were aware that daddy loves daughters, they prophesied. They went on to be Ruth. They went on to be Deborah. They went on to be Hulda. Amen? But they were very few because there was so much trauma that had happened against them for 4,000 years. And there came a point of time there where the inheritance was given in Jewish community only to men, only to sons. How many can relate to that in India? 
In India, I think even now it is so prevalent, where the inheritance and the rights are given only to the son. So there were four daughters of Zelophad, a, 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 a rich man. He had a lot of inheritance. He died without a son. So now these daughters go to Moses and they fight. They say, give us our inheritance. Give us the property of our father. Just because he has no son does not mean you don't give us inheritance. So now Moses is unaware because there is so much of religious doctrine. Moses is not sure. So what he does, he goes to God and he asks, God, what I should do about this? Do you want to know what the Lord replies? Let's see in the book of Numbers. Chapter 27, verse 4 to 5. Why should the name of our father be removed from among his family because he had no son? Give us a possession among our father's brothers. So Moses brought their case before the Lord. Capital L-O-R-D. Yahweh. Let's move on. And the Lord spoke. Capital L-O-R-D, Yahweh, Yudhe spoke to Moses saying, the daughters of Zelophehad speak what is right. Amen. Amen. You shall surely give them a position of inheritance among their father's brothers. He said, the daughters of Zelophehad speak what is right. Amen. Now do you believe daddy loves daughters? Amen. Amen. So God told, give equal inheritance. Amen. God told, yes, what they speak is right. Thank God for Moses, he went and inquired. If he would have not inquired and led by religious doctrines, he would have not given the inheritance. But God was giving equal share to both son and daughters. Then from where the concept of giving unequal share, unequality came in. It came from Satan who so afraid of Women. God was for women. God spoke through Hulda. God fought a battle through Deborah. And God says, give equal inheritance. And what the daughters say is right. Amen. And from then on, Moses made a law that equal inheritance, equal share is given to the daughters along with the brothers. Amen. Glory to God. It's not just in the Old Testament. Even in New Testament, you all know very well that God is for equality. God sees both man and woman in equal status in front of him. So in Old Testament, because people were confused, people were not aware, people were traumatized, especially women. So they would step back and it is that men who embraced the call of God. So do you think the call of God was not on women? Many women did not embrace the call. They were not aware. I told you, perfect love casteth out fear. You must have love. When you know the love of God, then you are not fearful to embrace your calling. You are not fearful to step up and to do and fulfill the destiny that God has for you. Amen? Now, the New Testament comes into picture. The curtain unveils the spotlight falls on a woman. Amen. Glory to God. For 4,000 years, what Satan did, how he troubled and oppressed the woman. For 4,000 years, God was watching. God was seeing everything that Satan was doing to women and keeping them quiet and silent. God was watching. Psalm 94 says, the God of vengeance has 
won the battle for me amen glory to god the lord to whom the vengeance belongs has shine forth says psalm 94 verse 1 amen the lord of vengeance so the vengeance belongs to the lord the avenger has come finally the seed has arrived to defeat satan and to give justice to women now that jesus wants to give justice to women the entire new testament unveils and opens and the spotlight is on a woman mary amen and the new testament the book of matthew unveils the genealogy of jesus whenever they wrote genealogy in at that time they would write only the men the father's name in the genealogy but in the book of matthew when the genealogy of son of god the king of kings was written five women were mentioned women were mentioned rahab ruth tamar bethsheba and mary wow picture of grace Amen. Five men were mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus. And now when the message comes from Gabriel, Gabriel comes straight from the throne room of God into the bedroom of Mary and he says in the book of Luke chapter 1, "Hail thou art Mary, blessed are you among all women. You are highly favored among all women." And what is the news? "You shall give birth to a son and he shall save his people from their sins." Amen. So now the message came to Mary. Can you see that? It says in Luke 1:28, the angel said to her, "Rejoice, highly favored one." So the message came to a woman. Why am I specifying? The first message about the birth of Jesus came from Gabriel to a woman. Amen. Let's move on. Let's unveil more truth. Then Mary says, "How can this be? I know not a man." She says how can this be I do not know a man oh wow God says you don't need a man you don't have to know a man I am all sufficient and your exceeding great reward amen glory to God for all the women who are single who are fatherless who are divorced who are see who are seeking for a support of a man I'm here to encourage you with this verse it says when Mary said I know not a man you say I know not a man I don't have a father I don't have a husband who can support me I don't have a male in my life the bible says you don't have to know a man what god has promised you the dream that god has put in your heart he will fulfill that destiny he will make the word become flesh amen he when god is with you all things are possible with him amen all things are possible with him you don't need the world let the whole world be against you if god be for us who can be against us then let us continue the story Now Jesus is 40 days old baby Mary and Joseph comes to the um, uh, uh, temple I have to tell you this that claim of Jesus on the throne was not through Joseph I've explained that in detail in my message uh, Daddy loves daughters I'll give you a little bit information when uh, the genealogy was traced Mary was a descendant of David and joseph was also a de descendant of david mary was the mother who came from one of the sons of david had the claim to the to the throne of david joseph 
had come through one of the sons of David. His great-grandfather is traced back to a king called Jeconiah. Jeconiah had a serious curse. The curse was none of your sons, none of your children ever shall sit on the throne. So the claim on the throne through Joseph was not there to, David, to Jesus to be called son of David. The Bible calls Jesus as son of David, the promised one of David. The king, the lineage is traced back through Mary. Amen. Look at the New Testament. God of vengeance started the battle for the women. Amen. So now the lineage is traced back to Mary. Now 40 days baby is brought to the temple. When the baby is brought to the temple, there were two prophets, Simeon and Prophetess Anna. So Simeon and Prophetess Anna were in the temple serving night and day. And this Prophetess Anna, she recognizes Jesus as the Messiah, the promised Savior. And she goes about speaking about him. She goes proclaiming that Messiah is born. I want to show you that scripture. Luke 2, 37 and 38. And this woman with was a widow of about 84 years. That's prophetess Anna, who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord when she saw the baby and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So there was community. There were a group of people who were believing in the prophecies, waiting for the Messiah, believed in redemption. So she went to all. It says she spoke of him. She spoke of capital H. She spoke of Jesus. She saw the Messiah. She said the Messiah is born. Who gave the first message? The Messiah is born. The redemption is here. Son of God is here. Prophecy is fulfilled. It was by a woman. She is prophetess Anna. She spoke of him to all. Thank God Holy Spirit did not miss to write this. Amen. So now we see that women, the first woman went and told about the birth of Jesus. Now Jesus comes to the scene. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now Jesus is invited at the supper of Mary, Martha and Lazarus. Lazarus whom he rose, raised him from the dead. So they have invited him. At that time, Mary comes with alabaster box. She breaks the alabaster box puts it on his feet, and Jesus is waiting, allowing her to do that. And that's a very, very powerful act. She was anointing Jesus. Amen? At the time when Mary was anointing, there were so many other disciples who were not liking, especially Judas the Iscariot. They were not liking the other religious teachers. Why is that woman touching his feet? How is he allowing her to touch her feet? The same religious spirit. Let's see that portion in the book of John, what, the, what, uh, what it says, John 12, 3. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the only context in the whole New Testament where it says that a woman anointed 
king of kings. Amen. Throughout the Old Testament, I see Moses told Joshua to take over. Elijah anointed Elisha. I see prophet Samuel anointed Saul. Prophet Samuel, a man, anointed King David, a man. Priest Zadok, a man, anointed King Solomon, a man. Now the king of kings is in picture and now a woman is anointing the king of kings. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at the honor that God gave to women. Look at the honor. I told you the God of vengeance has began his work. Amen. The honor that he gave. You know, even today in, in our current society, they are so afraid to get baptized by a woman, to get married by a woman, to take holy communion by a woman. A woman is doing, that means it is like second class blessings. Is that what the Bible says? Jesus has, was willing, Jesus was willing and Jesus got anointed by a woman. Whom do you want to follow? Jesus or someone else? <laughs> we are following the footsteps of Jesus, amen, willing to be anointed by a woman. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done. He has changed the course of history forever for us, amen.